Hello, and welcome to the Ashley Smith podcast, where you get to listen to conversations and stories from some of Vancouver's top entrepreneurs, leaders, and community ambassadors. We'll be talking about leadership, entrepreneurship, adversity and success, industry disruption, business evolution, emerging trends, innovation, and new ideas, and of course, issues that impact Canadians and in particular, Vancouverites. So thank you for joining and please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. It is now available on iTunes and Spotify and a few other channels. So enjoy the show. Thank you again for joining. And if you have any ideas about uh, who I should bring on the podcast next, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can contact me on Twitter or Instagram uh, via my handle at at Ashley underscore Realtor. Original, I know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to summer 2020. This year sure has thrown us for a loop, hasn't it? My podcast hasn't been happening as I planned, but a lot of things haven't been happening as I had planned. Um, While March, April, perhaps some of May, I definitely had some time on my hands and I probably could have been working on this podcast. Um, I was just working on other things and here I am. It's been on the back of my mind. 2019 was very busy for me and I overestimated what I could do. Um, but my, some of my extracurricular stuff is no longer in my way. We'll get into that some other time. But I wanted to start adding to the podcast and I recently did an interview, a live stream interview with Heather Clifford uh, from Keep It Simple Social Media to discuss the new era in real estate, especially from a realtor's perspective, in particular during COVID. I thought this might be an interesting repurposing um, of an interview, throw it up on the podcast. Um, I still am going to be interviewing other people and this podcast is not going to be all about me. Although I do have a couple of other interviews I may be putting in here for some content because I think you may find it interesting. So anyways, I'm I'm basically just explaining myself here, but um, I am I am going to intro the the podcast and the interview from uh, June 2020. We're now in July. Uh, so some of the conversation about the market uh, is slightly dated, but I would say the trends are the same, trending towards more innovation, trending towards a busier market as uh, we were starting to see, which is very unexpected, um, not only from the realtor's perspective, but also from our economist's perspective. Um, we are exceeding our best case scenario uh, as far as we understand in terms of market sales and activity here in the Vancouver region, given the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, prior to this pandemic, we were starting to see a um, pretty significant uptick in sales uh, compared to the previous year too, uh, which is something we'll talk about a little bit in this podcast, but we're also going to be talking about how realtors, um, and let's just call ourselves entrepreneurs, can leverage technology, especially video, to effectively support our businesses, to help best serve our clients, um, and in this case, of course, promote and market our listings in a COVID-19 
world. Um, and, and thinking a little bit about how this may impact our business practices moving forward. I definitely would suggest that this will. I know for myself as a realtor, um, the COVID-19 scenario has certainly opened my eyes to new opportunities, definitely understanding some new challenges, um, but finding ways to stand out. And um, we don't fully get into all of that. And if you guys are interested in hearing more about why I think this is such a great opportunity in terms of video and, and social media, um, advertising, for example, and algorithm benefits. Uh, I'm happy to get into that more. But uh, anyhow, hang tight for a fulsome discussion. Again, that's with Heather Clifford with Keep It Simple Social Media. Um, and just really thinking also about the work from home landscape, what this may mean for real estate and also regional vacation trends in British Columbia. Um, the only thing I will note that after I did this interview, I realized I probably at the time had done closer to 40 live stream open houses, not 20 that I had mentioned. Now to date in July, the third week of July, I've Oh, goodness, I've probably done at least 60, 75 live stream open houses. Anyhow, if you're a realtor and you're wondering about live stream open houses, um, I do have a post on my Instagram, my IGTV. It's a post titled seven tips on how to host a successful virtual open house. Now, of course, we're all still learning, but I think it gives you a pretty good foundation. So if you're really just starting to lean into this sort of, um, a multimedia approach to broadcasting, advertising, selling, sharing your listings, uh, that would, might be a good start. Anyhow, um, I am working on a deeper dive into tips and tactics related to this. If you'd like to be updated when it's ready, please do let me know. You can contact me, send me a DM, ideally on my Instagram at, at Ashley underscore realtor, and I'll make sure to send it your way. Anyhow, without further ado, I'm going to start this uh, interview. It was a live stream video interview, so the sound quality is going to be a little bit different and the pace is going to be a little bit different, but hopefully you'll hang tight and find it interesting. Thanks so much, you guys, and I really appreciate you checking back into my podcast. Expect more to come. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Social Chats. My name is Heather Clifford, and I am the founder of Keep It Simple Social Media. I'm really excited to introduce to you today's guest. This is a show where we go out and we find people that are leading the industry in technology and social media and just overall marketing their business, whether it's real estate or any type of business. So it is now my pleasure to introduce to you a wonderful young lady that has been in the real estate industry industry since 2008. Ashley Smith was named the number two real estate agent on social media in Vancouver and she was also placed in the top 100 in North America in 2018. Ashley has her own podcast and most recently Ashley was the youngest president of the real estate board of Greater Vancouver where she represented over 14,000 real estate agents. It is my absolute pleasure Pleasure to introduce to you all today, Ashley Smith with the Vancouver Avenue Real Estate Collection. Good morning, Ashley. 
Good morning, Heather. Thank you so very much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing as well as can be. Uh, the world is a little crazy right now, but I'm trying to just keep my chin up and look forward to what opportunities there are ahead. So doing all right. Can't complain. Perfect. I would love to ask you, and I'm sure everyone is dying to hear, in the last five or so months since COVID-19 hit uh, the world, but more particular, I'm talking about the greater Vancouver area, what has happened in the real estate industry? Yeah, so kind of heading into the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, we really saw a new level of energy in the real estate market. Um, as you may know, there had been a pretty soft period there following a ton of new regulation, new taxes, some sort of, let's call it even nervousness, people holding out, waiting for the right time to buy. And I think towards the end of the year, we were really starting to see that confidence come back in January and February were really strong months um, in terms of what we had been seeing for some time. So just the tone of the market was really positive. Now, March came around and COVID hit very, very quickly. And you can see a pretty um, stark contrast from the beginning of the month to the end of the month, where it was really ramping up to be a strong spring market. And then suddenly the world was put on pause. So I think since that time, uh, it was just a continuation of some uncertainty, um, people figuring out what COVID was going to mean for them and their households and their jobs and even just the economy at large, which is something that I think we aren't really certain of what that's going to mean yet. Um, but, but just a very cautious pause of people obviously rightfully not wanting to leave their homes, not wanting to allow people into their homes, realtors also feeling quite cautious and not wanting to put their families in harm's way and and in many cases, putting a lot of their businesses on hold. Um, so April was a very slow month uh, in the greater Vancouver area. It was the slowest month in terms of sales since something like 1982. And when you think about how inventories changed since that time, that, that's a lot. That's a, that's a big pause. Um, I, I think to myself how fortunate we are to live in Canada um, you know, people can debate about policies or politics, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of people um, have been able to really just put their lives on hold. And um, we haven't seen a big drastic hit to our marketplace because of, you know, a incredible downfall in, in uh, you know, job security and that kind of thing. I mean, there's still obviously things yet to be seen. Um, but really what we saw was a pause and low inventory. Uh, one of the things, if you talk to an economist, you'll probably hear is this type of situation is so unprecedented. Usually when the economy takes a deep dive, for example, that, that means there's a flood of new listings. People are rushing to sell their property uh, because of their uncertainty of being able to hold it or the declining values. And that's just not what's happened uh, this time around. What's happened is sales stopped and listings stopped. And that's kind of kept um, a bit of a steady hold on prices. Uh, so we have not seen declines in prices at this point. Um, May was a lot um, more optimistic. We saw sales starting to happen again. I think people feeling more comfortable with what COVID means to them and then also understanding how to take, um, you know, 
the right approach to showings and, and, and figuring out ways to do business when it's needed to be done uh, in our region. So May sales were actually reasonably strong, um, yet to be seen what's going to happen in June. But I can tell you just through anecdotally, um, a lot of my colleagues and even hearing from buyers feeling like, okay, something's happening here, things are picking back up, uh, supply's still a bit low, and the demand's starting to feel a little bit heavier. So we'll see. Anyways, that was a long response, but that's really the gist of it. <laughs> no, absolutely, as it should be, because this has been a whirlwind of change for a lot of people. We have been uh, doing a lot of social chat interviews across Canada with um, other industry leaders in, in the real estate business. And it's really the same story has been over and over. The beginning of January was so promising for the real estate market across Canada. And then, of course, um, the big freeze happened, as, as you put it. So because everyone is starting to, um, and I don't even want to call it a new norm, although I am hearing that a lot, but how is it different today as a real estate agent marketing properties when there's so much of this low-touch language being used and, uh, and quite frankly, people not wanting uh, strangers in their home for whatever reason? Yeah, I think that it's it's something that we have to accept that regardless of where recommendations go from the government, for example, there's going to be a range of comfort level for some time uh, in terms of what people want to do and don't want to do. So I think it's time as realtors, we really have to face the reality that our business practices have to adjust if we want to reach the spectrum of people. And we are seeing people doing that. I think, um, you know, from if you're a list if you're a listing realtor uh number one is just thinking what's your new strategy look like how are you launching your listing um i i think that's what a lot of realtors who've been proactive during this period that's where they're kind of that's the starting off point is what are we doing to prepare this market or this property for the market understanding that typical practices that we're used to are just not going to be available to us so um for example, I see a lot more uh, people using video, and by that I mean uh, professional video. Um, I see a lot more people using 3D virtual tours like Matterport, um, which to be honest, I, I've always enjoyed the, that service as a user, but I had never implemented it into my marketing strategy um, until now. So uh, that I think people are finding really helpful. It's a way to um, allow people to pre-qualify properties. And I think that's what everybody's wanting is let's allow people, even if they're wanting to get out, they may not want to go into 12 homes over two weeks. They may want to narrow it down to two or three. So you want to equip those buyers to be as knowledgeable and as informed. And as much as we want people in those listings, I think we also want to discourage people who, you know, the, the deal breakers are very readily available if they look closely at the listing. Um, I think in times of a fast paced market, people just say, yeah, I want to see all of these properties and they don't really look at the fine details. They come to a listing and they want to close den, the den's open. It's just not something they want, for example. Um, so that's number one is just setting the listing up for success to really encourage people to be able to preview and pre-qualify listings. Um, and uh, yes, uh, just to video, I think a lot more people are, um, you know, taking advantage of live stream tours. Um, 
whether that's for scheduled, so like virtual open houses, uh, now that you can actually advertise them on our MLS system and realtor.ca, I think people are starting to take advantage of that. Uh, but I'm also hearing of a lot of people who are offering virtual one-on-one -on -one tours. So if someone doesn't want to come into the home or, or the, the seller isn't comfortable initially, you know, they, they do these pre-qualifying one-on-one virtual tours, whether that's through FaceTime, WhatsApp video, whatever tools available and suitable for the buyer. So there's a lot of these things. And then of course, just the extra precautions of when people do get into houses, often, you know, wearing masks, gloves, having lights already turned on so people don't have to touch things. Um, and, and some disclosures obviously uh, are happening a lot right now in our area. Mm -hmm. um, Ashley, I watched this weekend you do your virtual live open house both on Facebook and on Instagram. Would you mind taking a few minutes and sharing with the people that are watching how that went, how you felt, what you had to do to prepare for it and the success that you found with it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be really upfront. That last one I did, I actually did for another realtor who um, had a bit of an emergency. He had to go to the hospital. So it was fun. I got to get into a really great, beautiful listing, you know, $1.5 million townhouse in Yaletown, really impressive. I was happy to do it. Um, I advertised the live stream on their behalf and um, the advertising upfront was really productive for me as a realtor. So I did, um, as you mentioned, I, I did it on Facebook and Instagram and I'll chat about that in a quick second. Uh, but I did uh, advertise with minimal um, notice up front, like a day on Facebook, not even a full day on Facebook. I, I did uh, do some targeted advertising for demographics that I felt it would be suitable for. And I had probably 75 direct messages prior to the open house on Facebook about that listing. Um, so that was great. And these are people now that I can follow up with and touch base with. Um, and understanding that some of them just want to see a beautiful home. And that's totally okay. I encourage that. Um, and it was a pretty typical um, turnout. I usually have about one to 200 live on Facebook and then one to 200 live on Instagram. Um, and then over the course of it being posted after the fact uh, without any advertising, which I know is something I should probably think about doing uh, more of uh, post video advertising. Um, but I've easily had over 800 views now of, of those two videos, um, one on my Facebook and one on my what I now posted on my IGTV on Instagram. Um, so it, it's it's really great, it's fun, I enjoy doing it. Uh, in terms of prep, I, I did the advertising, I learned as much about the listing as I could because it wasn't my listing. And I, you know, I, to be honest, I'm pretty comfortable, I'm the type that doesn't need a lot of head time. Um, that doesn't mean that's what other people are gonna need. But what I like to think about are what are people gonna ask? What are important things about the listing or about the property that may not necessarily be um, surface value, may not be something that they would be aware of by just looking at the beautiful living room and kitchen. Um, so that's likely gonna mean talking a bit about the features, show, opening up cupboards, showcasing the storage, talking a little bit about if it's a, a strata building, the strata, the the building maintenance in itself. Um, and, and I think it's really good. I, at the end of the day, what I've taught myself is to just keep talking <laughs> and not worry too, too much about how it looks. Because at the end of the day, most people are there to see the property. So really successful. I really enjoyed doing them. I probably 
I, I don't know how many I've done now. I've probably done about 20 live stream open houses and um, you learn something new kind of every time how to improve. And um, yeah, it, it's, I really enjoy it. It's something that I think I'll continue to do uh, regardless of COVID. I definitely in the co post COVID environment are probably moving forward as well. You did a phenomenal job. I loved watching it. Uh, well, not just because you're beautiful and smooth and polished, but just your mannerism was just so nice to follow along. And you're right, you did a great job showcasing like the storage area and opening up beside the, the stove and, and all the different cupboards and things. Yeah, it was a beautiful property. You are right, especially right on Howe Street, downtown Vancouver. So you did a great job and, and thank you very much. Um, but a lot of realtors, because you're so involved with the real estate industry and at the real estate board most uh, recently as the um, president, but a lot of realtors are very uncomfortable with technology. And have you experienced any pushback from the industry as far as them adding these new links for the open house and the intimidation that could come along with that? Um, I, I think from the sort of industry-wide level as far as I know of course there's always like help desk type of questions and 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 again you know not to speak on behalf of the organization but if if people need help it's it's quite simple and uh not to dismiss their concerns but it, it's it's a phone call away um to have somebody help navigate help you navigate the first time around um I think more so what I've heard is because I've had a number of realtors contact me directly, more so I think because they've seen that I've been doing these things and just asking for help and not understanding maybe what's the right platform. And that's something maybe we can talk about because I kind of skipped that a little bit. Um, and and so I think just understanding, you know, what makes sense and, and being afraid to do that very first one, being afraid to A, be the person uh, behind the screen or the voice behind the microphone, uh, but also feeling like if they don't choose the optimal uh, platform at the optimal time and use the optimal tools that they're just really scared. Um, and I, I think it's, it's just been a matter of me telling them, you know what, you just have to try and you can expect, as you mentioned in the beginning of this video, um, screw ups are going to happen. And that's just, you have to forgive yourself for that. People are very forgiving. I think people recognize, you know, it's not going to be perfect. So if, if you make it through your first one and it's kind of shaky, well, think about getting a tool that's going to help it be less shaky. I had done one where I had advertised it. I was expecting a really good turnout. I had a ton of people contact me to confirm about it. And guess what? The LTE uh, internet network in that area was garbage that day and it died and it, the whole thing went to nothing. So all I did was follow up with everybody and say, hey, I'm so sorry, we're gonna do it again tomorrow. Hopefully you can join us and I'll send you the link to the video. Like these are just things that happen and you have to expect it. And even me, I get frustrated, but you just kinda gotta push, push through. So I think uh, just to your question, the, generally speaking, I think people have been inclined to want to participate in these types of things. They're just nervous too. Um, I haven't heard a lot of people just saying, no, I don't want to do it at all. Um, there's, there's also options for that. Like I said, get somebody to help you in your office. There's, there's always room for um, you to be able to do this type of activity.
Mm-hmm. You know, um, on that same vein, we've been doing a lot of work with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board and the Calgary Board and across Canada with the other real estate boards. And a lot of the feedback that we did get was they were so surprised. They thought their agents were more tech savvy than they actually were. And so it's created a big demand for learning and for the boards to implement uh, ways for their agents uh, to get up to speed with, with these new ways of technology. Um, Yeah, I I know a lot of agents that are extremely frustrated right now because my phone is ringing off the hook and I can't possibly help everyone. Um, We have uh, conducted over 3,000 agents through our Conducting Real Estate Virtually courses. And it's just, it's it's such a wonderful feeling to watch them try to embrace something that they are so afraid of and to see how proud they are of themselves once they've done this. And even if it doesn't turn Turn out good, like you said. Your first one, the the internet wasn't. We have a huge storm right now. I live on the ocean, and mm. I'm surprised that my uh, internet is holding up right now. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, that's one thing that I can attest to, and um, I I would never want to put down uh, our profession, but I think we all think we're early adopters. Uh, but the trends and the information and everything I've been exposed to. Uh, over my sort of tenure being involved in the industry, uh, we're not early adopters. I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, status quo business practices are kind of what a lot of realtors want to do. It's what they're comfortable with. It's how they feel confident and they feel like they've done things over and over again and they know they can bring results to their clients. Um, what I would argue is changes around the corner, COVID or not, Um, This has been a really good catalyst from my perspective. Obviously, no one wishes COVID upon the world, but it's been a good catalyst um, to encourage those who are kind of on the edge to say, you know what, this is the time I have to innovate. Um, I have to show my value proposition because things are changing in this industry and landscape anyways. So I think that this has been a good push for realtors. Um, And I'm really happy to see a lot of people adopting things or trying to or getting really close to trying to. So that's, that's a good thing. Mm, Absolutely. For four years now, we have been teaching a course on video, which has had very little people interested. Mm. Now the story has changed 100% because they're being pushed into having to do things. Um, Especially, can you tell me, Ashley, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you this. What did the seller think about you hosting those virtual live open houses? So far, the response from clients and sellers has been really positive. Um, Some are more engaged than others. Uh, The very first one I did, I wasn't aware, but our client was watching it and they, they loved it. They, I, you know what, they, they loved seeing it. They loved seeing the questions coming up. They loved seeing that there were actually people there. I think they really liked seeing that, um, you know, we were taking this on really early on and trying something new um, because there was a lot of fear from sellers in the very beginning. Like, what are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this happen? Obviously some people were able to put their plans on hold, but others were not. And there was a fear out there. So I can tell you that generally um, sellers have really been enjoying it. 
Um, others are not as engaged and don't watch it, but they really enjoy knowing that it's being done. Um, they like knowing the stats, I find. So I like to always share uh, the audience numbers uh, once I have a good collection of the data. Um, so it's, it's really good. I mean, at the end of the day, we know that, especially on social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook, there's going to be a number of people who they're not buyers, they're just watching and they might be in our networks or whatever. Um, and I always, you know, if we're getting 300 people in a day live and 5% of those people are real buyers, that's really good. That's equivalent to a pretty good, solid open house. These are people that are interested in the property. And, and then at the end of the day, the rest of them, there's exposure to people who normally wouldn't be out looking and it may not be for them, but they might talk about it later. They might have friends that are, or family that are thinking about buying. Um, so it's, I think sellers are enjoying it. I mean, there's obviously going to be some that have privacy concerns and that's something that you need to talk about with your your clients mm -hmm. absolutely and I also would imagine that people that have their properties on the market right now during this uh, pandemic they're needing to sell for a specific reason so they have an urgency underlined in there um, and we are deemed an essential service and we have a fiduciary duty in place to market properties if in fact our brokerage is taking on the listing um, I love the idea that it's actually narrowing down the search. So it's putting less traffic through the property because people will say yay or nay to that property just by seeing it online. The other thing that this is doing, Ashley, is it's really, um, well, it's in improving the service that you're offering. It's another tool in that box when you're sitting down to do your market evaluation that you can talk about. And because you've done 20 of them, you can really talk from a place of knowledge. Um, and when you can sell um, ice to an Eskimo, you're going to win the race before anyone else definitely and here's a little secret you take $20 about four hours after that live is over and throw that into a Facebook ad and it will also go on to Instagram you will watch your numbers just go way yeah. up so yeah. definitely um things have changed and it's very exciting time to be a real estate agent right now if you're embracing technology um so the other thing that's come up as, as a really, my business partner, Catherine, is in Whistler. I lived in Whistler for 25 years. We've just moved to Saratoga Beach on Vancouver Island. And one of the things that we are seeing, in fact, I'm actually working with um, a young couple from Alberta looking for real estate here on the island. And one of the things that we're seeing is a lot more people saying, I want to stay closer to home because in fact, you cannot travel this summer, uh, really as far as we know, a little bit outside of provinces, but definitely not outside of the country. And so maybe we should think about investing within our own backyard, such as the Gulf Islands, Vancouver Island, Whistler and whatnot. What do you think with the new work from home that's happened and the technology that we have today, where that sector of the real estate market is going to go? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think, again, this is another sort of push catalyst to a reality that likely was going to come at some point anyhow. Um, this whole ability to work from home, um, a lot of companies for a long time were really resistant to uh, exploring those sorts of options and now they've been forced to and um, you know I think we're hearing about this potentially being 
a longer term trend where some employees will simply be working from home either full time or more regularly. And I think that's prompting people to think about where they spend their time. I also think COVID uh, has encouraged people in, to simply think about their their homes in a different way and and their comfort and how, how they spend their time at home because they're there a lot more. Um, there's so many moving pieces. There's things, for example, in the lower mainland where housing prices and affordability is a challenge um, or boomers, uh, for example, may be able to cash out and, and move their money somewhere or move themselves somewhere. Um, there's, in, in as you may know, there's some issues with strata insurance um, problems in the region. And that's, I'm hearing for a variety of reasons, people talking about, I'm out of here. And they might just be talking off the cuff, right? They're just joking around, but they're really maybe in the back of their mind really thinking about, you know what, I'm leaving the Vancouver area. I'm heading out to the one of the islands or I'm going here or there just because this is too much. I can't, I want to get out of a strata. I want to get a house or whatever. And I can work from wherever. So there's all these different pieces that are kind of colliding and I think creating the perfect storm where people are really going to be evaluating um, th their day-to-day -day lives, where they spend their time and perhaps where they invest their money. Uh, just to your point about um, about uh, vacation and rentals and that sort of thing. I was talking with my boyfriend and his parents yesterday because his family's plans have changed and, and it's expensive. Like trying to book something for an advance is actually still super expensive and, and the choices of the places to stay are limited. They have a property on one of the islands and they're um, legally not able to Airbnb, for example, but they're now thinking, you know what, we're going to figure out how to do this because it's it's a really good option. So we're going to think about how to get the proper licensing and permits and da da da, um, because it's going to help our investment value in quite a bit. And and that we expect a lot of people are going to be vacationing in British Columbia for the years to come. I think a lot of people are going to be nervous to travel internationally for a little while, um, hopping on a plane at all. So. There's all these different things, and uh, I think that that's something that our hopefully um, policymakers and leadership people are thinking about is the demographic changes and shifts and how mo mobile people are. Um, we're going to see some big changes in our region, I think. I'm just guessing, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think I feel so blessed to live where I live, to live in British Columbia, to live in Canada. Um, it's, we're just very blessed. That's all we I are. can say about that. Um, we are at the top of the hour, Ashley. The time just flies. I've loved listening to your input and, and your professionalism and everything that you're doing. You're a very well accomplished young lady and uh, definitely going places. In the end, I would love for two things. One, for you to share how people can get a hold of you, and I'll put all that information into the comment section. I wanted to let you know that I have recorded this video because I'm going to download it. I'm going to edit out the beginning, and I'm going to put it up on YouTube and turn it into a blog on our social chats, on our website. So I'm multi-purposing this uh, recording as many times as possible. We're also going to talk about doing a uh, Be Live video as well at a future date um, but last but not least sharing your information and what would you share to a realtor that is really not tech savvy but needs to get with the program 
I think at the end of the day, number one is just try it. I think we're still in early stages. If you're giving it a go and things aren't perfect, you're still going to be probably in the top 10, 20% of people. So take this time to fumble. And by the time everyone else catches up, you're going to be an expert. So that's number one. Number two is watch other realtors uh, live open houses for example i think really seeing what other professionals are doing taking notes of what you liked what you didn't like that's going to help you uh, don't be afraid to reach out to your colleagues i think this time is a time where we all really want to come together and help one another um, that's the sense that i've been getting that's the culture that i feel um, in our industry right now and and so i think don't be afraid to pick up the phone and and touch base with someone if you need some help or some tips um, yeah, I do have um, on my Instagram, I did a little IGTV video um, about some of my thoughts on virtual open houses. So I do have some more sort of tactics on there if you want to check it out. Um, you mentioned how they can find me. Probably the easiest way is on my Instagram is Ashley underscore Realtor, which is a super, you know, original name. But it's easy to remember <laughs> and um but th there you can find in the igtv some thoughts about about things that you can do um that, yeah i think at the end of the day just going for it and recognizing that lots of people feel the same way you do if, if you're not feeling confident awesome thank you so much now ashley tell us what you're up to and how do we watch your podcast and a little bit about your social media yeah, so if you go to, again, I think if you go to my Instagram, I'm going to have a link tree there that's going to have a, and that's a, just a link. It's got links to everything. Um, I should double check my podcast is in there because it's something I actually started and needing to re restart. COVID kind of honestly put a pause on it, which is weird because it should have done the opposite, but just a matter of keeping things uh, in perspective and things that needed to get done. Um, you, our website's vancouveravenue.ca. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find that again probably through my Instagram and I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Ashley Smith, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on social chats and I hope you have a fantastic day. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify. And if I'm not currently uh, broadcasting this on your podcast consumption channel of choice, please do let me know. I want to make sure to fix that. Um, and please do rate the podcast wherever you are. So thank you again. I'm Ashley Smith. Um, again, you can follow me at at Ashley underscore Realtor on most channels. Otherwise, you can search me, Ashley Smith, Vancouver Realtor. Pretty easy to find. Um, and P.S., don't forget to let me know who you would like to hear on the podcast next. I would love to hear your ideas. And P.S., again, don't forget to share. Let your friends know how awesome this podcast is. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day.